So internal family systems revolves around the idea that all of us have many parts or inner personalities, and that each part has its own individual way of handling various situations to manage the system as a whole. So we are going to interview the founder of IFS, Richard Swartz, and we will go into IFS in a really, really deep way. We will use various examples so that we can all understand this. But the way that I understand it is that we have our self. So we have our capital S self that exists. And this is the being that is completely calm, curious, has a lot of clarity, has a lot of compassion, has a lot of confidence, has a lot of creativity, has a lot of courage, and has a lot of connectedness. This is that beautiful, juicy, ooey-gooey part of us that feels so good. Like we know those moments when we're sitting in the grass, when we're touching a flower, when we're with our animals, when we're with someone we love, when we feel that self. We also know this when we are in that experience of flow or we are having an out-of-body experience where you do something you love and time just seems to pass. It is the higher self that is the true, true us. It is the true us at our core. This is the ultimate us. And when we look at the other parts that reside within us, they are a part of us, but they are not the true us. Because we know when we're in a situation, say if you're in a fight with your romantic partner and you know you completely freak out and you start to call names and you start to do all these things, you know at your heart that is not your highest self that is expressing. That is a part of you that is responding to something that is having their system be overwhelmed by. So that part of you that is activated is a trauma response that is currently at their max level. And the way that they're protecting you is by freaking out and name calling. But we know that part, that experience that you're name calling and doing all those things is not your highest self. It's not your highest expression. So in understanding internal family systems, I've been able to really pull apart the parts of me to understand myself better and to have more confidence when I feel like I'm in my highest self experience. And because I can understand the different parts of me and how they express and how they support me in really protecting me, I'm able to really unblend them from each other and then from the highest self. So from a eating perspective, when we're thinking about disordered eating, there are three main roles of parts. And these exist in all parts of internal family systems from Richard Swartz. And they actually have used internal family systems in eating disorder recovery for years and years. And that's why my therapist has brought this to me because she uses it quite often when she's talking to people about disordered eating. So there's three main roles in the parts that exist within us from an IFS perspective. And they are the managers, the firefighters, and the exiles. So managers, firefighters, exiles. The managers really create stability and they run our day-to-day lives. So they're not necessarily bad. And again, there are no bad parts, but these are the parts that are proactive and encourage forward movement and they strive and they want us to improve. So does this sound familiar (laughs) for any of us? They try to maintain control of each situation and relationship we encounter through behaviors such as perfectionism, people-pleasing, controlling, judging, and criticizing. So let me say that again. They try to maintain control of each situation and relationship we encounter through behaviors such as perfectionism, people-pleasing, controlling, judging, and criticizing. Ooh, our managers, I'm sure every one of our 
Almost 30 Nation community managers are popping off because the managers are dope. From the outside, they really support us in living lives that we love. And through their ability to control situations often, they are able to you know, help us succeed, help us strive. I was someone that my managers were popping. You know, I really had managers, um, and I'll just talk about the manager as it relates to the body, but my manager was experienced um, in the way of, if I do everything right, I will be loved and no one will abandon me and I will not bring shame to my family. If I'm able to just get down to my goal weight, I'm gonna be okay. So what I'm gonna do to support that is control situations and strive to improve continuously. So this is what I was talking about previously when we never have an end goal and we're continuously striving to improve. So if we're someone that is always trying to be better, never satisfied, trying to control situations and experiencing behaviors of perfectionism, people-pleasing, controlling, judging or criticizing, hello, all of us, then that can be experienced as the manager. So when we are identifying the manager and we're sort of unblending it from the higher self, we can see this being that has done an amazing job at really supporting us at all aspects of our lives, you know, really supporting us in being successful at work, um, having good relationships, having good abilities in social situations, being able to have a healthy life. And that is one thing too that's very interesting when we're looking at the manager archetype or a manager role is that for me, my manager has been very supportive of my health journey. My manager has been very helpful for me in having a healthy um, body and always prioritizing healthy foods, taking supplements, taking walks, all of those things. But it's always being mindful about when that manager is doing it for people-pleasing or control instead of because of the true desire for the highest self to feel vibrant and nourished and good. So we always have to be mindful about the manager because the manager can really, really get blended into the higher self and we can be like, oh no, I'm just a perfectionist or I'm just, you know, really controlling. I'm just really judging. Those are aspects of us, but that is not the real us. And the managers I think are very, very prominent now on social media. When we look at people that are health bloggers, nutritionists, Instagram influencers, people that are sharing all these things about health, wellness, nutrition, these are very much experiences of the manager. So we are, you know, controlling the food at times. We are presenting this air of perfectionism with our diet or nutrition. We are essentially sometimes controlling situations with our food. It can be a very good place for the manager to show up online as a way to, to keep us into the trap of self-improvement and growth. These are oftentimes when we find ourselves really killing ourselves because we're trying to grow so much. We're trying to do so much self-help. We're trying to do all of these things, but we're actually doing it from a place of lack and fear rather than a place of highest self-expression. So I always have to be mindful of when we see managers also show up online of other people. And the second one is firefighters. So firefighters are also called distractors and they're reactive and they try to make us shift gears and balance other parts of the system. So these parts protect us by extinguishing our harmful feelings through unhealthy behaviors. This is the being within us, the firefighter or distractor that oftentimes, you know, has healthy responses to things when they're overwhelmed. So if we think about a firefighter, there's a fire, 
the firefighter comes and takes water to put the fire out. What this firefighter tries to do is that when our systems are overwhelmed, when we are feeling completely overwhelmed, our body and self is looking for a way to regulate. And how it is learned to regulate oftentimes is through our parts. And so these parts, in this case, the firefighter, tries to make us shift gears quickly. And they can do this by disordered eating, self-harm, drug abuse, all of these things. Basically, it's like, I need to get relief now or I'm going to lose it. Oftentimes for me, this was like, I'm going to eat 12 cookies or I'm going to lose it. (laughs) So we get sent stuff a lot of times in the mail and people will be like, yeah, I'm just going to send you like a box of our cookies or a box of those things. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. They're like, yeah, just have one. I'm like, no, it's usually like 12 or nothing or 24 or nothing. It was always zero or nothing with me with that. And so it would be like, I am going to get relief from the overwhelm that I feel, from the stress that I feel, from the potential shame that I feel, from all of these negative feelings that I was experiencing by numbing in food. So it really for me was, I need to get relief from overwhelm and I'm going to do it through food. So the firefighters, again, protect us by extinguishing our harmful feelings through unhealthy behaviors. The third is exiles. So exiles are the parts of us that have experienced trauma and carry burdens, and they often become isolated within the system in order to protect us from feeling pain, fear, shame, and other negative emotions. So the exile part of us oftentimes are the parts that carry the emotions or feelings or experiences that we were so overwhelmed by that it's almost like a part of a splits. And these exiles can be very isolated within the system. So my experience with these exiles is that I have actually had a hard time getting close to them or getting to know them. So in a therapeutic experience with your therapist, or if you want to try this on your own, you're also able to try this on your own. You would be sitting in meditation and you'd have this experience where you'd basically call on your parts and sort of identify and unmesh these parts from you. But what I've found through my experience is that the exiles are hard for me to get to because they carry such burden and they carry such trauma that I need to be, for me personally, in a therapeutic experience to process it because things might come up that I maybe didn't expect or there might be situations or circumstances that I wasn't completely aware of in my conscious mind that my exiles were carrying. And there could be many, there could be few. It really would just depend on your situation and sort of how the parts of you have expressed themselves. So again, there is the manager, firefighters, and the exiles. So in addition to these three parts is the self, which I talked about before. So this is the highest self, which we've talked about many times on this show. And this highest self or um, the soul resides within us. Our self is our true unburdened and self-assured soul and cannot be damaged by experience. So we know that the highest self is so infinite, so omnipotent that it is not damaged or traumatized by experiences here on earth. Our souls have done this many, many times. They've been here before. They know the deal. They probably know what's going to happen before our human selves do. They're very much a witness. They're very much a guide. They're very much a support, and we're very much a part of them. This highest self or this capital S self is really, really self-assured. They're very confident, and they are not damaged by any of these things or any of these parts. So it's really like the parts of us is more so aligned to the human experience and really provides us this beautiful map for understanding ourselves in a really deep way. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. 
As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.